now we are going to start on the apostolic gift. Yes. Apostolic gift. And I'm going to give you keys, steps, principles, and ideas that are going to take you deeper into your apostolic gift. And you see, apostolic is the big one. Apostolic is the big one. But interestingly, most of the people here have the apostolic gift. I don't know whether I should say this to the bishop's school. Maybe I should say this more to people who are like in bishop's school or prophet school. School of the prophets. Okay, then sit down. Second Corinthians chapter 10. The first step into the apostolic, your apostolic ministry is an interesting one. And number one is do not compare yourself with anybody else. Say, that's why we are here. We came for this. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. All right. It says, we dare not. Once you are walking in an apostolic gift. You dare not make yourself of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Again, like we said at the very beginning, thoughts are spirits. That's why we cast them down. Certain ideas, once they enter people's minds, you see that a demon has taken over the person's mind. And you can see large sections of the world taken over by thoughts. That's why you can go to Europe today and find 98% of the people do not believe that there exists a God. Because a thought is planted in somebody's mind 
and it starts to spread. They write books about it. They write books around it until they all stand and say there is nothing like God. And if you do study the stars, the planets, and all those things, you'll find out that it rather should make you believe that there is some kind of a God somewhere. Yeah. And that there is some kind of a God who doesn't seem to care whether we, 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 we believe in his existence or not. He's just going to throw us away. Don't believe in him or give him honor. Are you listening? Are you there? Yes. So when certain thoughts come to your mind, what it actually means is that a demon has come to your mind. Or when certain thoughts come to your mind, also it can also mean the Holy Spirit has come to your mind. Because Jesus said in John 14 that when the Spirit comes, he will bring to your remembrance things that I've told you. So the Holy Spirit also works on the mind. The remembrance is the memory. He will bring to your remembrance. What does the scripture say? The comfort and when he comes, he will bring all things to your remembrance. So the Holy Spirit is one of the, it also works on the mind because the interface between the realm of the spirit and the realm of the natural is the mind or the soul. The soul is in between the spirit and the flesh. The soul is between the spirit and that's why you have a spirit and you have a soul and you have a flesh. But in between the interface where you, you, you interact between the two is the, is, is, is the soul, is the mind. The mind and the emotions. That's why emotions are greatly affected. They are invisible things. You know, even those who say there's no God you know, or there was no creation. Yes, you, or, or, or creation came with a bang. Fine. Let's say that there was a big bang and there was a creation, okay? And then we were created, like you, you were formed with a big explosion, which needs a lot of faith to believe that an explosion can make a human being. But I, one, one, further, one further question is that, what about the ones that we can't hold, like hatred, love, happiness, joy, those things which are not tangible things? Where did they also come from? Because it's part of the human existence. How, who created, how did that one to come about? Was that also a bang? Big bang. Then there was hatred, there was love, there was joy, there was happiness, there was fear, there was laughter, there was love. There was desire. That one too is what? A bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious bang. What was I talking about? The Holy Spirit. It, it makes things come to your mind. So some of the thoughts you have is the sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's say maybe a feeling of love for, let's say, God's servant, or a love for the anointing, or a love for, to pray. Or some of these thoughts that come to your mind, they, they are from God. Like when God told me, go and honor Kenneth Hagin. It's, it's not the devil who tells me to honor Kenneth Hagin. The devil will not tell me to honor Kenneth Hagin. The, the devil will say, dishonor him. 
So thoughts come from the realm of the spirit. So when the realm of the spirit is trying to come into this world, it comes through thoughts and to the mind. So one of the demonic thoughts which deletes the apostolic ministry is thoughts of comparison. That's it. Comparison neutralizes and silences and cancels it. When you compare, first of all, when you compare yourself with someone who is a famous apostle, maybe you've compared yourself with the wrong person. Because you'll be discouraged immediately. You look at him and you say, you look at yourself and you say, oh man, let's be serious. I mean, let's be serious. We want to be an apostle. I mean, please, please. When I, when I was listening to Benny Hinn, a lot of times listening to him, I, you know, I got, have a huge collection of all any videos I have of him. But the ones that he was at a certain stage of ministry, I didn't enjoy listening to those ones. No, 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 no. Because even the the way the ministry was then, so great, you see, at that time, and that was like at the peak of his ministry. And where I was, ah, when I compare and I look at myself, ah, I immediately say that I am not. I'm not, I'm not called. So comparing yourself with the wrong person can just end your journey. Say, no, no, this is not what I'm into. I'm not into that. Then compare, and that's what Paul said, we dare not. Then comparing yourself with others who have not also obeyed and have not followed through with this truth that God has shared apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers to everybody. Comparing yourself with that. You get what I'm saying? It's also a mistake. Yes. Almost everyone, you know, I had about five friends in medical school, all medical students. They are not in the ministry. If I compare myself with them, I would be, say, oh, I should do this, I should do that. They are all doctors doing whatever, wherever. If I compare myself with such people, I'm, make, I'm going to make a mistake. Who is doing what you are doing? Many are called, but few are chosen. Many don't obey God. Many are called, but many, many don't obey. Many are sent, but many don't go. If I compare myself and start to say, oh, this one didn't go, this one didn't go. I said, hi, I'm not going for the all night. Are you going? <laughs> then you stop going. Yeah. And God wants you to go. But you've decided not to go because you've compared yourself with others who are not also obeying. 
And he said, oh, you are not going, so I will not go. You are not going, I will not go. You are not going, I will not go. You are not doing, I will not do. You, go, you join the wrong group. Remember, you die usually alone. You perish alone. You are judged alone. When you sit in your exam, it's just you. Yes. Don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself. When I was in medical school, and I was in, uh, even in sixth form, trying to go. You see people laughing at us when we are studying. We are learning, hey, wow. You're comparing yourself with the wrong person. I remember one guy was a specialist of javelin, throwing a javelin, shot put, running. Where are all of them? Because life is taught by throwing a short put or a javelin. There are people that are good at so many things. Running, I mean, they could run 100 meters, 200, 400, 1,500 with a slow heart rate. Very, very wild athletics. But the, the school is good, the athletics is good. But at a point, it's not by athletics that you move. Few people become professional athletes. You compared yourself with the wrong person, my dear. And it has deleted your ministry. It has deleted your progress. It has given you the wrong advice. Looking at people has given you the wrong advice. That's why you can't become what you're supposed to become. Long ago, I had to stop comparing myself with others. How many people have written the books I've written? When I was teaching what I was teaching, shepherding, loyalty, anointing, I don't find those topics. You can look up the topics of my book. You rarely find a topic like that. Some of them you can find something similar. But most of the books don't have comparable topics as books that you can find. Yes. He that hath shall have whatever. Or even a book if you love the Lord. Or enlargement secrets. Or weeping and gnashing. Or loyalty and disloyalty. Losing and sacrificing and suffering. And the art of shepherding. You'll find some books on shepherding. Yeah. Comparing yourself will make you abort your pastoral ministry. Comparing yourself will make you will make you stop, will make you stop in the middle. And when I say comparing, it's different from looking at something as a vision to achieve. That's not comparing. When I was admiring Yongicho or admiring Kenneth Hagen or admiring some of these people with churches, I was admiring, I was not comparing myself with them. But when you look at your sort of fellow whatever colleagues and fellow people, and you look at them and realize that no one is really moving forward, and you look at them to judge yourself. No one is maybe going to Bible school. No one is doing this. No one is doing that. No one. That is how most people end their ministry. 
Because a lot of ministry is you as an individual. You as an individual deciding to serve God. You can't go as a group. There may be a group sitting here, but when it comes to fulfilling it, it's going to be you as an individual. Where is my group? Which group am I with? God said to Abraham, I called you alone. I called you alone. Yes. Once you look at people, a large part of your ministry from the beginning, all through, will be gone. When I was teaching on life, people mocked me. People laughed at me. Look to Abraham, your father. And to Sarah that bear you, I called him alone. I called him alone. As soon as you compare, that's the end of, that's the end of ministry. Also, how many people are still virgins? When you compare with virgin, virgin concentration here, you to find out the concentration of virgins here. Before you realize, you realize that, ah, but there are only three virgins left. What is the use of this virginity? It's not popular anymore. Non-virgins are more uh, in demand. Don't make that mistake. As soon as you compare, your ministry changes. And that is the reason why God often allows us to be rejected. You see, I experienced rejection so that I would not compare. I believe it's one of the reasons why God allowed me to go through some of the things. Reject. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Until now, I was on my own. <laughs> so, I, how do you make a church work? No one wanted to. They said I was this, I was that. So, I have to make a church work. Yeah. Because there's no one to compare. There's no one, there's no one to learn from. So, then I, I now start looking to find how. How? How can a church grow? How can a church work? How should ministry be? And so, all the books you see on a ministry are because I didn't have people to compare. Because God has allowed me to go through the pain of rejection so that I will stop comparing. So comparing yourself with someone is your big mistake right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Because there are always friends. Like, you see, all the people in the front here, there's some friendship. There's some friendship as well. So you, it's, it's natural. So you look, you know, I'm not going. Are you going? Oh, I'm not doing this. Will you do this? I'm not doing this. Are you coming? I'm not coming. Are you going? I'll come in the morning. Will you come in the morning? I'll not come in the evening. Will you come? I'll leave on Friday. Will you stay? I'm staying. Are you going? There's a lot of that. And that, that's what we, that's what we are so, especially girls, are so concerned about what others are doing and what it looks like and what impression there is. Say, that's why we came. Say, that's why we came. Keep teaching. Keep talking. Yes. Keep blessing me. We want to hear, say, we want to hear more of this. Yeah. 
You look at your friend. You look at your brother. You look at your sister. You look at the group that you come from. And that guides you often more than even what God says. It's just a comparison. That's why Paul said, we dare not. We dare not. Dare not. I don't want to look at what Peter is doing. If I look at Thomas and, and Thaddeus. I mean, have you heard of Thaddeus' ministry? Have you? Thaddeus. Have you heard of Bartholomew's ministry? Have you heard of anything Bartholomew achieved? If he was to compare himself with Bartholomew, Thaddeus, and all these guys, even James, Peter, James, John, all of them, what did they do? Paul is the one we know had churches. These other people, we don't know of any churches that they had. He wants to compare himself with other people who call themselves apostles. That's the end. Paul said, I, I don't want to even, I don't want to even look that way. I don't want to look that way at all. Who else wrote letters to churches? Who else wrote letters to churches? If he's to compare himself with Thaddeus, where's Thaddeus's letter, Thomas's ministry, and all these guys, then he wants to see writing. What's he struggling about? What's he traveling for? Why is he traveling? Why is he writing? Why is he going to all these places? Other apostles are not doing such things. America have come to Anakazo school. Oh, yes. And the reason is comparison. Are you going? I'm not going. Are you going? I'm not going. Are you going? But the UK guys, also by comparison, maybe it has helped them because some of them say, hey, me, I'm going. And they arrived. And there are so many of them there. And they don't even want to go anywhere. Yeah. We have to push them away. Go, go, go. Yes. Comparison is the end of great ministries. It's the end of great ministries. Yeah. You just look at your neighbor and say, hmm? Will you do? So, be careful. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I left the main church and I came to the first last church, started the first last church, few people, few people did anything like that. I, I, I dare not look across my shoulder to see what other people are doing. If I looked there, before I realized, I said, are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, I've got a church full of cement dealers, uh, iron rod sellers, carpet sellers, and I mean, people who have all kinds of businesses. And I've left them and gone and joined myself to students. <laughs> students who don't even have a phone. Wow. And then, I mean, and start making songs. I mean, I, I became a music producer. If I was. If I was to compare myself, that which other man of God do you know who makes such songs? I don't make any song again. I said, oh no, nobody, I don't know anybody who does that. Do you? I don't know anybody. 
But like Paul said, I dare not look over my shoulder to see what Thaddeus is doing. I dare not look at what Bartholomew is doing. I, I don't know what Bartholomew is doing. I don't want to despise him. I don't want it to affect me. I don't know what, uh, uh, what are the other disciples called? Thomas and who else? Andrew. I don't know what Andrew is doing. Since he was called, I've not heard of any exploit. Philip. I mean, you look across and you look at the guy. If you don't take it, it ends, it ends the greatness of the God. Just, just one peep. And say, but what, is he not going anywhere? Is he not doing anything? But has he also been sent to the, go into the whole world? Did he hear the go into the whole world? Did he hear it? Oh, really? Oh, it's not, oh, okay. No comment. Why is he not going? What, what are they doing? Will he not write any letter to any church? Then why am I writing so many letters? I've written to Thessalonians, to Corinthians, to Ephesians, to Colossians, to Hebrews, to all this. Hey! But so would Thaddeus not write even one letter? Would Thaddeus not even write one letter? Would Bartholomew not even write one letter? Would he not write to a church? Why doesn't he write anything? mistake that ends apostolic ministry. I don't know anybody else who is having camps like this. I, I don't know. So we are going for a camp. A camp. What are you going to do there? The basketball section, there is swimming, there is a, a table tennis, there is a, a running, there is a, a mountain climbing, and so on. Youth camp. What climbing? Rock climbing. Hey! So what are you doing at your camp? And they ask, what are you doing at your camp? What? Preaching? For how long? How long, how, how long can you have this preaching for? Why? Is there a problem? Is there a problem? Why is the preaching so long? Is there some kind of a problem? Is there a crisis? I dare not look across across the fence and look at how long somebody is preaching. I, because I'm not trying to preach long. I'm trying to tell you something. And I haven't finished telling you. So I don't see why to close when I haven't finished talking to you. Listen. I dare not look across the window. I, I don't know any other, any pastor. Well, I'm, I'm sure they are, but any pastor who is making love songs. Wow! Kezaya, <laughs> uh, come. Christians also have love 
and experiences. And the Christians also need good songs. Quiet. Okay. Dear Jesus, I'm in a tricky situation. I need a, a reevaluation of my relationship. Jesus, I need some affirmation about this amazing beloved. That he really loves me is what I want to know. That's why I want him to call me and keep calling me all day long. Please help me, Jesus. Am I thinking right or am I thinking wrong? Dear Lord, just singing this song to him to tell him to call me a lot. Jesus, I need your contribution and your estimation about this serious situation. Waiting, 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 waiting
are blocking the video, that's why. Call me if you love me. Now, if I compare, are you there? If I compare, you know when we, we, one time we were practicing, I was, I was at the crusade. We were practicing the song, preparing. Yeah, this song. Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody who does that at crusade. If I compare with somebody, that I'll end my ministry. Yes. Yeah. The beginning, it will end at the just right there. Yes. And there will be no love song for a Christian to sing. Is it not a beautiful song? There's Jesus in the song. There's love in the song. There's everything in the song. Anniversary song. And today is your anniversary. So that was your. How, how long have you been married? Seven years. Wow. They've been married for seven years. And they are using this song for their anniversary. Today is your anniversary too. Next week, how long? Two years. Wow. I mean, without this type of song. How do you, how do you, how do you do it? Oh, yes. I'm saying to you, if I look over my shoulder and I look across, I won't see somebody doing what I'm doing. And then it will make me say, hey, wow, then maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. And that will be it. And there'll be no more song. Can you imagine the church without the songs? Yes. Yes. And it was later on that I found that Charles Wesley was making songs like this. Oh, yes. And uh, the Booths as well. William Booth and his wife. But you see, I didn't know anybody doing that. So you got to be very careful. Comparing yourself with somebody can end. You just feel odd. Feel odd. And that ends your calling, your great apostolic, great pastoral ministry. What great thing God will do with you? Because you just feel odd. You see my color? In Ghana, they call me a white man. I'm a white man in Ghana. When I come to America, I'm a black man. When I go to Europe, I'm an African. Everywhere, I'm odd. And in Ghana, I don't know people my color who do church. I've always been odd. If you don't want to be odd, look, bring your paper and resign right now. Just, I want you to resign right now. Oh, yes. So comparing yourself with yourselves, with people, is going to end everything. And suddenly, you're going to be out of the race. Yes. All right? And then Jesus will have to say, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten talents. Take it from him. Take it from him. Just give it to somebody else. Is that what you want? 
Is that what you want to happen to you? For Jesus to look at you and say, oh, take the pastoral thing from him and give it to somebody else. Have you ever wondered why God uses all kinds of people? I mean, God can use bad people in a way. Like you wonder, I said, God, don't you have any principles? I mean, God, don't you have any principles when you are using people? Are there no qualifications that you go through before you anoint people? You don't seem to have standards, oh God. Yes, God has standards. But when he applied the standards and invited a noble person like you, somebody who is like very holy and very organized and like you are really proper and really nice and he called you, you were not interested. He went interested. So he, 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 I mean, he looked over his shoulder. You know, one time I'll tell you, I went to a country, I'll not tell you the country, but I went to a certain country and the pastor told me, in this country, Christianity is not really allowed. It's not, I mean, it's other, whatever. And he told me, look, I have this pastor. He got into sin, a lot of problems with women, with this, with that, different things. Then, you know, at a point he said, but I don't have people. I don't have anybody. He said, this man, he loves God. He said, God, this is his problem. It comes, it goes, it comes. It's like asthma. It comes and goes. You see? What will I do? I mean, I looked at him and I, 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 I just, I, I, I sort of understood him. He said, there's, there's nobody. There are very few people that are Christians and few, there are fewer even pastors. Yes. So sometimes you wonder about God's choosing, but it's because a lot of people have compared themselves. And they look around and say, ah, how many people are there like me? It's a question I go ask myself. How many people are there like me? Yeah. Don't look around. Don't look around. I'm telling you. Don't look. Don't look at Thaddeus. Thaddeus is sleeping. I mean, he is one of the 12 apostles, but he's asleep. Hey, God forgive me. I don't know what he did. <laughs> but honestly, we, we don't hear much of these guys. And even the famous John, he's just writing about these beasts, 24 elders and all these things. It's like, he doesn't seem to be planting churches. We never heard of John traveling anywhere to go and build a church or to do something. Wow. As for Paul, he was always in a ship about to drown. A snake is biting him. I mean, he always has one problem or another. It's amazing. So the first step towards your apostolic ministry, do not compare yourself with anyone. Amen. Sit down. 